guys, and welcome to our podcast, Healing the Broken Marriage. I am your host, Alicia, and today I am so honored to have on the podcast, Danny Silk. And for those of you who don't know, Danny is an author, a speaker who offers life-changing books, conferences, and other resources drawn from decades of experience as a counselor, social worker, advocate, pastor, and leader. Danny is president and co-founder of Loving on Purpose, which is a ministry to families and communities worldwide. Danny's passion centers around helping people build, strengthen, and heal their vital relationships, which I think is just so amazing. And I just want to say how truly honored I am to have you on our podcast today. So welcome, Danny. Thank you, Alicia. It's great to be here. Yeah, I'm really, really excited to have this conversation with you today. So just to give you a little bit of information, um, our podcast is aimed at hurting or struggling marriages. And I really wanted to bring you on because it just seems like marriage and family are under such attack right now. I mean, just, you know, around where we live, there's so much hurt, so much trauma, so much betrayal and the one of the reasons we do this podcast is to be a point of hope for someone in a hard place. So today I really want to talk to you about when a spouse is betrayed through unfaithfulness. And this is probably one of the more difficult betrayals to overcome. And I think most people think of unfaithfulness as a sexual affair. So I was just curious if you could describe being unfaithful to your spouse, the word unfaithful, is it only a sexual affair? Like, how would you describe what being unfaithful to your spouse, what that looks like? Um, well, I think I might uh, maybe just change it a little bit to say uh, connected or disconnected. Right. Because I think once we get uh, comfortable being disconnected, then uh being attentive, um, loyal, or even aware of how our behavior is affecting our spouse is it, it, uh, it's dumbed down. It's dulled. So I think that, you know, faithfulness is, is really only going to be experienced in the context of connection because some people uh, may never end up sexually involved with someone else, right? But they're still unfaithful in the sense that they are unloving, that they right. are uh, that they're that they're they're not showing an interest in in the flourishing of the relationship. They're just enduring the relationship. So I would yeah. I would I would classify that as an experience of unfaithful to my vows, which were to love and honor and cherish. Right. That is so good. I think a lot of people get so hung up on that word that, you know, unfaithfulness equals sexual affair. But like you were saying, there's other avenues to this. So um, in our history, my husband, you know, was unfaithful. We actually share this you know, in our podcast, he was unfaithful multiple times over many, many years. And for me, the betrayals just mounted on top of each other. It was like 
one affair would be exposed. I would start to heal and then another would come. So essentially I was never fully or, you know, even beginning to heal. Um, So what is some advice that you could maybe give someone who, who may have been in a similar situation? Maybe there's been a lot of betrayals in their life. It, It may not be infidelity. It could be something else. There's been a lot of betrayals and they really aren't sure where to start to heal. What would you like? What is some advice you could give someone? Um, I think that um, there's probably two directions this goes. One is, um, you know, what do I do about the relationship? And the other one is, what do I do about me? Right. And um, the one that you control is what do you do about you? Right. Uh, and and as long as you communicate from a place of value and, and understanding that you 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 hold a place that is cherished and and honorable and valuable i mean until you get to that place in your your identity it it feels almost illegal to demand it in a relationship so some people are very good at being demanding just naturally <laughs> you know right. they're just naturally demanding but it isn't coming from a place of value as much as mm. it's coming from a place of fear a fear of rejection of a fear of betrayal, a fear of abandonment. And so it, it translates more like control, but if it's coming from a place of value, then it it's really the experience of healthy boundaries and, and healthy boundaries say, um, I will be glad to have this conversation if it's respectful. Mm. Um, I am feeling disconnected and I, and I need to feel loved and connected with you. And so communicating that there's a problem, that there's a mess to clean up, that there is a connection to uh, regather, those kinds of things come out of a healthy value for myself and me communicate what I need versus I'm going to try to control you, intimidate you, punish you, until you give me what I want. Wow. Wow. Um, I was going to bring this up. I read a little excerpt from you about how to keep your love on in the midst of betrayal. And in that you tell a story of a couple who did just that in the midst of unfaithfulness within the marriage. And so I was just thinking about that statement, um, how to keep your love on on in the midst of betrayal. And that can sound so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's like, because I remember, you know, when me and my husband were like in the midst of that, I was like, all I, all I could see was red. You know, I was like, I don't even know how to turn my love on. So can you, how can someone practically keep their love on in that sort of situation. I was just wondering if you could speak into that. Well, I I think uh, society or culture or 
um, somebody, I don't know who taught us that love was a feeling. Yeah. You know, but uh, it, it doesn't, uh, what I'm not suggesting is that you feel romantic in the midst of a betrayal. Yeah. You know, that's, that's not what that means. It's, uh, it's more like if your teenager um, crashes, gets drunk and crashes your car, mm-hmm. you, you still love them. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, you still, this, you do. this unconditional love with your kids, you know, like what could your kid do for you to not love them anymore? Right. Nothing. Right. So, so you're going through a tough time with your kid. You're not enjoying this. They lied to you. They, uh, they've caused you financial grief. You know, Mm -hmm. you, now you have this betrayal issue and you're, you're pretty jacked up after they made such a bonehead move (laughs) and your goal with them is connection Mm, On the other side of all of this, my goal with my beloved bumskull teenager is Mm -hmm. connection. So this did not destroy our life together. It is a really painful disconnect that I will be working with my heart to get back to a connection with them. Wow. I, I love, because, you know, when you're talking about the, you know, just talking about your children, of course, we're like, of course, I, you know, I would never turn my love on off for my children, but, you know, flipping it to your spouse, it's like, wow. Okay. If I could, you know, use the same principle that we use with our children on our spouses, when, you know, there's a betrayal or whatever, what a difference that would make. And I love how you were saying, you know, that love, where did that come from? That love is a feeling, you know, but I was reading um, a statistic the other day and it said for 2022, the leading cause of divorce is infidelity. So this tells me that there is a breakdown in marriage across this country and unfaithfulness is apparently a very real thing that people are facing So I was just wondering, could you talk, maybe say there's a listener right now, they just found out their spouse has been unfaithful. Their heart is broken. They don't know what to do. They're staring at uncertainty. Everything, you know, probably feels unsafe right now. What is something that you could tell them right now that they, that would give them hope in this hard place? Uh, well, let me let me start by just addressing that that stat. Um, yeah. You know, I, I I wouldn't say that the number one reason for divorce is is infidelity. Okay. I would say that the number one cause of divorce is disconnection. Yes, absolutely. Every every infidelity, whether it's porn or a secondary, you know. Mm-hmm. It all starts with disconnection. So if we could just declare war on disconnection, yes. we wouldn't we would never get to infidelity. Absolutely. But a lot of people are more than willing to live in disconnected relationships 
until they dissolve into these torturous experiences of, you know, sexual involvement with somebody else. Right. Um, so, you know, tolerating high levels of disrespect, tolerating uh, uh, long periods of disconnection. These are all the things that we should be really addressing to prevent that. So now let me move over to, okay, I'm talking to somebody who's in it right now. Right. Um, th there is zero pressure to stay in a marriage with someone who is unfaithful mm -hmm. and does not repent. Yeah. And, and repentance is not, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're upset. I'm sorry I got caught. I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings. I'm sorry that I busted our family. I don't mean that. I, you know, the sorries are not even worth their weight in pennies. You know, it's right. just, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a request to do it again later. Yeah. And so repentance is the only thing that will heal that type of brokenness, that place of brokenness. So I'm going to require that yeah. my spouse find repentance, which means they found the broken spot in them mm -hmm. that they're willing to take responsibility for and build a plan to heal that up in them so that this never happens again. Now, that is going to come to me in a, a very convincing package, or I set a boundary that says, I'd be happy to talk to you about being married mm -hmm. as soon as you've got that all worked out. Yeah. So there's no marriage counseling involved. There's none of that. Right. There is maybe personal counseling involved and for both of you, but that would be on the journey to getting to a place of repentance. Right. I love that because everything that you're saying, you know, whatever the breakdown is in the marriage basically comes back to disconnection. Yeah. And if we could just address that at the root, like you were saying, then the infidelity wouldn't happen, you know, or whatever the next betrayal is. If, if we maintain healthy connection with our spouse, it, I think it alleviates a lot of issues, you know, moving forward. And so I'm just, I, I'm so thankful <laughs> for you, for your ministry, just all that you put out there for families. I think it's just amazing. So, um, well, Danny, I have loved this conversation so much. Could you please tell the listener, um, what you're working on right now and how they can connect with you? Um, sure. Uh, just lovingonpurpose.com will get you to, uh, our website and you can learn more about the resources and, and different things that we're doing there. Uh, we have something called the Kylo community, which is a gathering of uh, like-minded people that are mm -hmm. uh, just, just supporting each other and um, learning together, growing together where, you know, we have access on a private Facebook page 
every day we're you know our team is working with questions and uh, just dropping content on there and then we have a a monthly event where we gather all those people and I get on there and uh, teach something and then we break into uh, smaller groups with our coaches and then come back and do a Q&A so that's that's new that's dropping and then we're working yeah. towards uh, Kylo University which will be an online relationship school but we'll let you know through there otherwise just get on our website and get our emails and um, keep right up with us yeah that's amazing so yeah you guys definitely definitely check out Danny Silk. So I just wanted to thank you um, so much, Danny, for your time. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, until next time, we bless you. 